Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I am your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. Good evening, folks. It's Brad Hicks. Um, We had a bit of a mistake on the last episode, and I'm going to rectify that tonight. We're going to have four stories for you tonight, all four of them being from students from Sierra Grande uh, High School. As you know, a couple episodes ago, a friend of mine had uh, uh, put forth his... uh, students to make it's a an essay but telling a story that's either happened to them or someone that they know and they all turned them into me and i've just recently got another batch of those so this week we're going to start out with the one that didn't for some odd reason get put onto the episode i'm pretty sure i hit the right button but something happened (laughs) i don't know what happened but we do have it uh ready to go so we'll start with that one Okay, the story that we missed last week was The the Light, is the name of the story, by Mr. Ryan Espinosa, who is, again, a student at Sierra Grand High School. And here we go. It was late at night on a plot of land my family owns a little south of San Luis. We were camping near a small river in the mountains with a large portion of our family. The sky was clear and the stars were out. Not even satellites were passing overhead, which we both found quite surprising. My brother kept the fire going that our family had made earlier, even after everyone had gone to sleep. He was retelling retelling an H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah, the story of Dagon is pretty interesting. It's about some old Mesopotamian god. It is about a man who was lost at sea and was high on morphine. He tried the best of his abilities to describe the story from memory, but was stumped trying to think of the next part of the story. While waiting for him to try and recount the story, a strong white light began shining a little ways from us. The light lit up the whole night sky, seeming to be as bright as the sun. We were mystified by it. It seemed to be illuminating from the ground because the light reached toward the sky. We were both in awe due to it having randomly happened. We should go check it out, I suggested excitedly, hoping that we would find something interesting. Yeah, but we should be careful just in case something is over there, he replied nervously. The expression on his face showed that he was anxious. We were quickly approaching the source of light because it was not too far away from the campsite on a little mud island near the river. However, when we got close to the light, it began to fade and eventually dissipated for a few seconds. We stood in disbelief, wondering how such a bright light could have disappeared so fast. Did you see that? He motions toward the sky with his hands trembling. No, what have you seen? I questioned, intrigued intrigued by the possibilities. I'm not sure. It was like a black disc moving across the sky. He replied with nervousness, breaking his voice. We should go back and ask the others if they had seen it in the morning. I was concerned about what would happen should we have stayed further. He agreed, so we both went to bed. The next morning, I had woken up and eagerly waited for him to do the same. The incident kept replaying in my head, hoping that I could intellectualize what had happened to us and make a theory up, make a theory up that was plausible to the situation. After he had woken up, we went around the campsite asking anyone who might have seen it. The answer was always the same, a straight no, followed by the recounting of their own stories of the area. Eventually, we gave up asking and decided to keep the story to ourselves. 
good story, Ryan. And this time it will be on the podcast. I apologize for last week, but uh, your brother, like in H.P. Lovecraft, yeah, it did. That's a good call. <laughs> I'm a big fan myself. Okay, second story for tonight is one entitled Never Expected Anything From There from a Miss Piper Grissom at uh, Sierra Grand High School. Here we go. When I was around nine years old, I used to live in a different house. The house had three front windows with raggedy curtains that were always closed. This house was a bright white color with the paint peeling off of the garage door. Brick going halfway up the walls. The front door was a few shades darker than the house with a screen door that would sometimes be swung wide open. And it was also the only thing we could ever open. The weeds filled the cracks in the driveway. The yard was always cut down low, but no one in my family ever saw the person mowing the lawn. Or heard the lawnmower. It always happened at some time, but we never knew when. From the moment I lived there, I had never seen anything or anyone in that old house, and the kids would go mess with it, but never too much. We threw rocks at the garage door, knocked on the front and back doors, and tried to pull the gar- pull open the garage door. Another weird thing to me was the grill outside that never moved until us kids chose to move it. A few days after we moved it, I realized it was back in the spot it had been before, which was right next to the slab of concrete outside the back door. One day during late spring, early summer, our neighbors, along with my siblings and I, were playing outside during dusk. We were playing some sort of made-up ball game, and one of the neighbor boys kicked the ball. Okay, second story is entitled, Never Expected Anything From There, by Miss Piper Grissom. When I was around nine years old, I used to live in a different house. The house had three front windows with raggedy curtains that were always closed. This house was a bright white color with the paint peeling off of the garage door. Brick going halfway up the walls. The front door was a few shades darker than the house with a screen door that would sometimes be swung wide open. And it was the only thing on the house we could ever open. The weeds filled the cracks in the driveway and the yard was always cut down low, but no one in my family ever saw the person mowing the lawn or heard the lawnmower. It always happened at times, it always happened at some time, but we never knew when. From the moment I lived there, I had never seen anything or anyone at that old house and the kids would go mess with it, but never too much. We threw rocks at the garage door, knocked on the front and back doors and tried to pull open the garage door. Another weird thing to me was the grill outside that never moved until us kids chose to move it. A few days after we moved it, I realized it was back in the spot it had been before, which was right next to the slab of concrete outside the back door. One day during the late spring, early summer, our neighbors, along with my siblings and I, were playing outside during dusk. We were playing some sort of made-up ball game, and one of the neighbor boys kicked the ball across the street into the yard. So I ran across the street to get it. Since it was pretty far into the yard by one of the big trees, as I got closer, I saw a shadow go from the tree to the corner of the fence and disappear. I never thought anything of it until one day a random dog appeared on the sidewalk and I saw it from the trampoline in my backyard with this strange old man wearing a mask. Walked by afterwards and I yelled from the trampoline, Hey, is that dog that just walked by yours? 
and he stared at me with daggers in his eyes and continued walking by. I never saw him again. Right after I knew he would be a far way down the sidewalk and left the side entrance of my backyard to go see if I could find him or the dog, my brother and little sister came with me out of pure curiosity. What are you doing, Piper? My little brother asked me. They followed me and we went to the cul-de-sac and saw the dog in the yard of one of the older, creepier houses of the neighborhood. The dog looked pretty normal, but it was strange how I had never seen it before and never saw it again afterwards. It spotted us looking at it and proceeded to chase, growling, barking, and snapping at us until we made it back into our yard, but it didn't follow us in. It went across the street to the creepy house. My sister was screaming at this point, and in her garbled little kid voice, all you heard was, What? What was that? Once she had calmed down. After a little while longer, I got my siblings inside the house and went back out to see if I could find the dog. I went around the block, back to the cul-de-sac, and another cul-de-sac that was on the side of my neighbor's house, and I walked around the creepy house since it was broad daylight and could find it nowhere. We lived in my old house for about five years until we moved down the street and around the corner. After I moved, I was walking home from the bus stop one day and saw the curtains were cracked open. I found it strange because it was a large enough amount for me to notice when I was just walking by. After I saw it, I just stood there for a minute looking, and to my surprise, I watched the curtains move like a strong breeze flew through the house, which is then followed by a shadow. Once I saw the shadow, I decided to finish walking home. Ever since then, whenever I got outside alone or even with others, it felt like I was always being watched. I would constantly, I would be constantly looking over my shoulder to see if I could see anyone. It made it even stranger after we had practically, we had a practically townwide power outage and the lamppost in front of the house would either be on during the day or aggressively flickering on and off at night. Since we moved away when my siblings and I had to go down the street get home we would run through the house's yard for a slight shortcut as i was going home from my friends who happened to to move into my old house i ran through the yard but it felt like something either put some sort of rock in front of my foot or grabbed my ankle and i tripped hard both my knees were scraped up and immediately bruised even where my leg didn't hit the ground i was always bruised as a kid from falling off my bike climbing trees playing at the park and generally being a careless kid so i brushed it off and didn't connect the dots at the time I then felt like I was just making myself paranoid since I have always been good at it. Ever since then, I don't didn't really go by the house unless I was with other neighborhood kids. Once we moved away, I forgot about it completely. Yeah, Piper, there are some creepy houses out there, and I know a few of them too. So yeah, a couple in Monty that I know of. Uh, a couple in La Hera. The one in La Hera actually has been torn down. But thank you for the story. That was a good one. Okay, next story is Sleeping in Class by Jaden Herndon. In 2018, I started my freshman year of high school. The area is new to me since I wasn't from around here. The high school was just built. The students and staff noticed the school was still being worked on. Lights would flicker on and off, and the heater wouldn't work, and some rooms weren't finished. The school was two stories tall, and there were three stairwells to get up to the second level. One of those stairwells was an emergency exit, and the other two were just frequently used by students. 
During lunch, my friend and I would hang out in the emergency exit stairwell. The place smelled like paint. Dust was everywhere you stepped, and some construction equipment sat at the top of the stairwell. The teachers didn't seem to care if we'd go there as long as we didn't cause any trouble. A few weeks passed by, and during one of the one of my passing periods, the school halls were flooded with students trying to go to their classes. I decided it would be best to take the other stairwell to save some time and hassle of going through the main stairwell. As I opened the door to the stairwell, the light seemed to be dimmed and a slight blue haze to it. But without a second thought, I ran down the stairs and ran to my next class. During my fifth hour class, I sat there in boredom thinking to myself, it felt like I ran down more than one flight of stairs. I soon forgot about it and fell asleep in class. The next day, I overslept and was late to school. Walking into school, I took the same stairwell. No one uses it because it was right next to my class upstairs. When I began walking up the stairs, the lights suddenly turned from a yellowish glow to a blue. I stood there halfway up and waited for something to happen. After a few seconds, I continued up the stairs and noticed there wasn't an exit to the second floor, but more stairs leading up. I ran back down to see that the door I went through was gone and more stairs led down to the lower levels, and this stairwell seemed to be infinite. I decided to try and call someone, but my phone had no service. I thought the best option was to go down the stairs because it seemed like it would be easier than going up. I went down the stairs for half an hour until I took my bag off and lay down and thought to myself, this is endless, how do I get out of this? I blacked out right after and woke up in the middle of my class. Huh. Interesting. So it almost sounds like an, uh, oh God, what is that, SCP-109 or something like that, or 099, I can't remember what it is. The Endless Staircase. Um, which, you know, that that's a fictional story. Uh, could be, Jaden, that you fell asleep and just dreamed the whole thing. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time that's happened to somebody. Thanks for the submission, bud. Okay, last story for the evening is titled Shadows or More by Katrina Gomez. Back in 2003, my mother and older brother stayed with our grandpa almost for almost the entire year. But little did they realize it would be creepier than expected. To start off, the land my grandpa's house was built on was weird land to begin with. No one ever mentioned it because they didn't know if they would just sound plain out crazy or such. It started off with my older brother who just assumed it was an imaginary friend as most little kids would. He would always mention the little kid who runs now to parents that just seemed like something made up or something they find cute or harmless. At the time, my mom didn't realize that this was a real thing going on until she traded rooms. Once she had made the move, she began to see the little thing running. But it turns out it wasn't a kid. She had no clue what the thing could be, but the weird part was the only time you could see this little black figure running was when somebody's head was turned at the TV. The little figure only appeared out of the corner of people's eyes. Now, it didn't just run around the house. This little thing only ran back and forth in a small area and quickly. It would be there for a long time, but the second you would even glance its way, it would disappear like nothing was even there. My brother attempted to bring it up to my grandpa, and he refused to believe anyone, so my mom and brother thought they were just seeing things or were crazy. What made everything even weirder was the fact that the TV was not on when the little thing wouldn't with TV was not on, the little thing wouldn't appear. 
most nights the little figure wouldn't be in its normal shape. It would go from a little kid to a blur. Now, the only thing that creeped me out about all this was when my cousin stayed at my grandpa's house once and came over to see my older brother and mom. Their conversation was normal. My older brother had mentioned the little figure to see our cousin would believe him. My cousin's response was, oh, you guys see it too? As he described it perfectly and where it would run from. Yeah, little shadow creatures are... I, I've seen those before and they're creepy as hell. They it, Completely unexpected. Thank you, Katrina. Okay, that's it for me tonight, folks. But before I go, I want to tell Ryan Espinosa again, I'm sorry your uh, story didn't show up like it was supposed to last week. We got it on there this week. I, I checked and double-checked on this one. Now, again, I'm going to bring up the subject of uh, support for the page, for the podcast. I, I'm going to t- go through the whole spiel again. It is like Patreon. If you go on to the Spotify page for Spooky SLV, if you read the description, there's a link that says where you can support the podcast. And it's a monetary support. Um, you can do it monthly at $0.99, cents for $4.99, or $9.99. Uh, you don't have to do a monthly thing if you wanted to do just a single month payment. Then you could cancel it right after that. Um, and you know your support is what makes this podcast uh, work. I you know the support is something that I'm really gonna start pushing because I I, I need to get better equipment. <laughs> I've got stuff that I've made to work this podcast so you know i really 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 appreciate those who do sponsor me now and if you don't want to sponsor you don't have to i'm just saying that it's there it's like patreon you can support me help the page grow help the help the page why do i keep saying page help the podcast grow and make it more professional more enjoyable you know get a whole bunch of new equipment Everything that I need to get this podcast up and running really, really well. Um, and like I was saying before, uh, for the higher tiers, the four ninety nine and the nine ninety nine, uh, I may uh, do, and it may be soon. In fact, uh, I may start doing illustrations of the stories. You know, just pick a good point from one of the stories and do an illustration of it. And for the uh, Nine ninety nine tier, you could get an actual hand drawn original illustration. Um, may not be every month, but you would still get at least one. And then for the four ninety nine, you would get a, uh, a limited run print of said illustration. You know, this is something I'm thinking about, and and also I've also been thinking about doing for the ninety nine cent tier to read their stories or you know if you if you submit a story and you still and you do the 99 cent tier maybe start reading those out as videos on tiktok get kind of creepy thing going on on there uh i do have two accounts on tiktok and i would be happy to do that again but that's one of those things where i'll have to think about it but anyway if anyone chooses to support the page or support the podcast if I say page one more time, I'm going to delete and start over. <laughs> if anyone chooses to support the podcast, you know now that you will have my utmost gratitude. I, I really do appreciate this. And I, I honestly have to say, 
I've never had so much fun doing anything that I'm not making any money at. This is great. I mean, and I make very, very, I have one supporter right now and I'm doing ads on here and it's still not enough to pay a bill. Not even close. I might be able to buy a soda, which I don't care. I'm having way too much fun with this. So I'm going to say good night, guys. Y'all enjoy it. And uh, please do consider being a supporter for the podcast. Y'all have a good night.